moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. Trusting yourself, believing yourself, and acting on your intuition to move your body the way it wants and desires to move, to support you in moving optimally for yourself, for your own energy, but also in your surrounding to move as one without restrictions and sensing anything around you. So this is a fun topic today, so stay tuned. I welcome you. I'm Mylene Elke, your host of the Moving to Oneness a podcast. The sun is shining, summer is... So going out and exploring yourself, that's an invitation for me uh, to you. And I have in the U.S. a sitting Nate. Hello, Nate. You're in Utah, if I co remember correctly, right? I am, Mylene. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, yeah and you have a, a fascinating story. You have fascinating uh, passion, what you're bringing to the world, to people, um, to optimize what I had just mentioned, to trust, to move without seeing and seeing all at the same time. But before we get there, I would love to ask you, what moved you to become so interested in supporting others, being their optimal self? Well, this well, I could tell you during my lifetime, and then there's also the before my lifetime began story. So I'll start with my, well, from my birth until this point. So when I was around five years old, my mother, this is uh, back in the 1980s. So VHS, VCRs, you know, a lot of people didn't have them. So she rented one. And from the video store, you could rent VCRs and she would rent ninja movies and Star Wars. And my brother, Mike and I, who was, he's my business partner. We watched ninja movies and Jedi movies until the tape, the, like the VHS tape would break. <laughs> All we ever wanted to do was become a nin-Jedi when we were young. And we grew up in a small town. So we, both of us, since we were not of the predominant religion that Utah, you know, is famous for, we were the only people who weren't in our mm -hmm. classes. So we came under a lot of bullying pressure for a long time, every day for a lot of years. So that was something where we knew and we learned from a young age what it feels like to 
be say at a disadvantage with uh, be you know around the people that you're with so when i was around 13 years old i started having spontaneous out of body projections i would float up out of my body i would roll over i would see myself and i had never read anything about obes or remote viewing or uh, non-locality of mm-hmm. consciousness obviously and i'm 13 years old so i didn't know what was happening but I knew that I wasn't dead. I could tell and sense that it wasn't dangerous. And it was also a way for me to escape in a a kind of an abusive and painful um, daily life. And so when I was 15 years old and I got my first job and was able to earn my own money, the very first thing I ever bought was a book called Journeys Journeys Out of the Body by an author named Robert Monroe. And it helped me understand more of what was happening of the, not just the why, but also the how of the out-of-body experience. So I was already on a spiritual path spontaneously from my pre my early teen years. And so when it goes farther back than that, though, because you can't tell this by looking at me, but on both sides of my family, I come from a long line of servant leaders, people who have been uh, college educators in genetics, people who are in the medical field. Uh, My mom was a nurse for 43 years. And going back on my father's side, almost a thousand years to the roots of Jewish mysticism, uh, my brother, my, well, my family, um, we're direct descendants of the person who found, like created the Kabbalah. So, it's in our genes and our epigenes, our epigenetic code to want to help people, but also to want to help them in energetic ways. So what we do now, helping people gain a new sense of sight, because we originally started this to help blind people, but now we've really come to realize that everybody is blind. Blind doesn't mean just that you cannot see with your eyes. It means that you cannot see what you cannot see. And for that, every human being has blind spots. And that's one thing that what we do helps people really awaken and see those blind spots for themselves and then be able to take the the best and highest uh, Mm -hmm. action for themselves. Yeah. Oh, I love that. You know, you you brought memories also back for me. Uh, The Ninja movies. Yes, Mm -hmm. I remember I had the same combination. So, I mean, I, I remember the Jedi, the energy. I felt the truth that that is possible when I was uh, seeing that. I think when we both were young, there were really not so many uh, cartoons with magic. Now, if I remember watching my son with him cartoons, there was so much more on this topic of how you can use uh, energy for yourself and for other things or for creation. And I had the same mix a little uh, because of my name, Mylene, right? It's a Chinese name. I was looking always into the Asian um, history, stories, uh, culture. Uh, and it brought me also really quick into the Japanese. And uh, <laughs> there was a story. I, we, I was with some guys in, in Nice, nice uh, learning French a long time ago. And there we could go into a store and get ninja stars. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, use them not as a weapon. So for me, it was interested how can they use so their body and move so in a way gracefully 
and in a way that we are not used to. And for me, it was never like a saga. Yeah, it was not a legend. I, I felt that there is more <clears throat> to it and it is there to be learned. And um, yeah, and, and also when you spoke there, I thought, I want to tell everyone to write your book because without books, you, I, and many of us who are more on the spirit mystical side, we need those books when we're young, when we are trying to look for ourselves because our cultures, many of our cultures, not all of them, let's say that, but maybe I would say more of the Western culture. We don't speak enough about uh, these sides in our daily uh, life. And so everyone out there, if you're someone who carries information, do write it down, uh, bring a new book into the world, especially for the young generation that is rising now, to give them an understanding of themselves. So hint to you and me, we both have to write too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I also love that you have this ancient, ancient um, uh, lineage, but uh, that it means also you have this ancient Ursprung, um, I would say even the German word, the source, the source of the wisdom and that you're bringing that back. Uh, this is now the time where we support people in moving into their natural state, how we should be. And uh, we'll probably speak about more stories uh, during our conversation. And so thank you to make us see again and see how in tune we can be. And we have been taught, we have not to see, right? It's a way of blinding us, of putting like the horse, right? It gets also the blinders that you don't look too much left, you don't look too much right. Luckily, that's also to solving more for the younger generation. Uh, but uh, it is still very uh, a dominant. And so I applaud you for your work and your desire to... It feels it's not even a transformation because it's just... It feels like there is a cloud, like mist, and you are just blowing uh, some wind in there and it's taking away... Um, so people have a view again, right? Oh, that's interesting. So whatever you're doing now and what you will be doing is, is just dissolving that strong, dense mist that at the beginning we needed to, to, to learn to move a little bit, but then to become free and see in new ways yeah. of what we're capable of. So talk I a little bit about love that analogy mm-hmm. of the wind. So uh, as far as what we do, is, is that what you wanted yeah. me to talk on next? Yeah. Yeah. So and how you got to it? Maybe maybe yeah. I shouldn't jump. <laughs> Get uh, let the listener yeah. know how you got because there are two things, right? So you carry that lineage. You were you always aware of it? Where were you taught, or is it now for you? If you yeah. look backwards. And when you're observing yourself, you can see that. Yes, that's a great question. Yeah, growing up, uh, my father is Jewish, but my mother is not. So I did not grow up with the Jewish traditions. Uh, So it is in my genetics, but it's not actually in my uh, faith of teaching from when I was young. So I don't know much about Judaism 
uh, a little bit, but not not as much as if I had grown up in the culture. But looking forward, what we're doing, it's, it's very interesting. Well, I'll get to what I was about to say in just one second, but you know, always wanted to be a ninjedi, and then doing my research on our lineage and finding out what our lineage is uh, on my father's side, and then coming across a what I call a synchro destiny. So not a synchronicity. Yes, it is a synchronicity, but a synchro destiny is where it happens destiny. and it changes your whole life. And that's what happened with me and for me in 1998, where I had ordered a course out of Black Belt Magazine that guaranteed me inner power in two weeks or I got my money back. And being a Westerner, I really wanted to have that without going through all the struggles and the time involved of, you know, living in a monastery or a cave and meditating for hours a day and giving up most parts of the fun parts of life. And so I ordered this course and it turned out to be, uh, well, the course itself was a little pamphlet and it was very good for recycling. There wasn't anything useful in it, but it did come with a tape, a VHS tape, and it showed an Indonesian documentary on martial arts. And I'd been involved in martial arts ever since I possibly could, which was around the 17 year, 17 when I could actually drive and afford martial arts training for myself. And my brother had, uh, had been involved for just as long, but he'd actually dived into the martial arts lifestyle and earned several black belts in different arts. And um, so when we saw Indonesian martial arts, we, first of all, were floored. We'd never seen anything like it before. But some of the demonstrations, like people breaking stone and steel, just barely touching them, really intrigued us that, okay, maybe this inner power thing is going to be real. But one of the demonstrations was people who were wearing a very distinctive uniform and they were running blindfolded through obstacle courses, or they were putting oh. a hood on and blindfolding themselves and then putting a hood and drawing drawstring, you know, string around their neck, and then riding a motorcycle or driving a car through traffic in Indonesia. And if any of your listeners are a lot of wild about, traffic there. <laughs> and just it's not a closed course, it's just yeah. commute. And then it showed military people who were shooting targets with guns out of people's hands. And it even showed a blind person doing a demonstration for the Sultan of Oman. And the Sultan's uh, liaison was just gushing about how amazing this was. And it's going to change the world. And these people can do things that you or I couldn't do with our eyes open. And I thought it was a trick. Truth. I thought it was bull. I didn't think for a second that anybody could actually do that because uh, Superman doesn't really fly and David Copperfield made the Statue of Liberty disappear, but it did come back. So he didn't really make it disappear. I thought it was um, a hocus pocus thing, but I watched this video a couple times because that was really cool. And the next day the universe told me to pay attention. And the way that it got my attention, the way that I had manifested this synchro destiny for myself and the subsequent life path that it's led me on was I decided on a whim to take a different route to work. And I stopped at a traffic light in front of the Utah schools for the deaf and blind, which is one of the largest deaf and blind schools in the country, in, in America. And there was a woman getting ready to cross the street right in front of me with her guide dog because she was blind. 
And when she got the signals to go, the dog did exactly what it was supposed to do. It started leading her across the street. However, it walked right at a light pole and then right around it. And she walked face first into this pole right in front of me. And I was thinking, oh, my God, how what if I was 250 miles an hour? I mean, this is a fast speed zone where we're at. I mean, that's what, 80 kilometers an hour, something like that. It's, I wouldn't have had time to stop if that dog had just done that. And it really struck me right there. I wonder if those Indonesian people could help blind people here. Because I'm not, uh, I mean, doing so much in the realm of -of out-of-body experiences, meditation, uh, chakra development. I was not ignorant, so ignorant that I didn't recognize that this was a sign that I should pay attention to. And so I didn't know how to find these people. So I took it upon myself to go to the county library and dive in and try to find out who were those people that I saw on that documentary. Because first, I'm still skeptical. I want to ask, is this really real? But something inside me just was like a burning desire that I had never met a blind person. I don't have any blind people in my family. I had no connection to the blind community is what I'm saying. But I had this burning desire that I had to find out, can those people help blind people? I don't know why, but I have, I'm have. i supposed to help blind people. And so I went to the library and I did my research for two weeks to find out, because you know, on this documentary, it was of course in the Indonesian language. It was straight from mm-hmm. Indonesia. And, I don't speak Indonesian. No. And so I only understood two words. And those words were Marpati Puti, which Marpati Puti means white dove in the Indonesian language. And so once I was able to find out that and to spell it right, and then I found out that this, it was one of the largest martial arts organizations on the planet. But it was like the best kept secret in the world because Nobody had ever heard of it outside of Indonesia because it was forbidden to train non-Indonesian people. Well, I wasn't interested in the training anyway. I'd been training in martial arts for years. So I was interested in helping them to get over here because, A, I wanted to see it for myself. B, I knew that I had to do something to help them get a a foothold and some traction here because... So I got a hold of this foundation, the Vibrovision Foundation. And when I did, I found out that they had trained over 3,000 blind people, according to them. And they had been training the most elite special forces commandos in Indonesia in Vibrovision to the point where they skydive blindfolded with hoods on and pull it right altitude. They use it in live combat missions and they use it for search and rescue because they can scan and sense and tell where survivors are under landslides when uh, volcanoes erupt and bury villages. They've been using this since the uh, the late 80s. So that right there lent a lot of credence and a lot of validity to what they're doing because uh, countries don't usually give their most elite soldiers unproven technologies that will get them hurt or killed. They just don't do it. It's 
really it's not in their best interest, right? Yes, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> so what happened then was I was able to contact the people there and find somebody who spoke English. And I and my brother, Mike, my brother, we both sponsored the very first demonstration of Marpati Puti and Vibravision in the United States in 1999. And we met an Indonesian gentleman at the airport who just happened to be living in Salt Lake. And we're, you know, met this guy. He was an awesome, awesome person. And then we met the team. They got off the plane. This is back in the day where you could actually meet people at the jetway. Yeah, this I remember that. Long. Yeah. <laughs> and when we did, got there and uh, we found out he was a, this gentleman we met, he was a doctor in Indonesia and it, he was getting his master's degree in speech language pathology at the University of Utah. And we're like, this is great. Cool. Indonesian people in Utah. Nice. But when they came here, they started training Mike and I in some of the basic aspects that we're now releasing online for people all over the world to be able to purchase and be able to incorporate in their life and make an immediate drastic difference in their energy and in their health. Well, they started teaching us this, which had never been done for a non-innovation person. Well, we at the end, when they did the demonstrations of Vibrovision and they brought two blind people with them who were able to do anything that you and I can do, including drive my car, ride my bike around obstacles. They cooked for us. They could determine colors. They could read text off of your screen or off of a magazine. At this, at this point in time, cell phones were like flip phones. Flip phones were still expensive. So we didn't have one. But so I couldn't do that. But now, you know, people just read it off of their text message. And that really proved to us that we had, we were onto something here and we really wanted to help them as much as we possibly could. And then when they were about to leave, they said, okay, this man that you met at the airport, he's going to be your trainer. And we're like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) That, (laughs) what? Okay. Uh, Yes. Let's do that. We want to know what we're going to be helping people develop. And so we started off with the martial arts. So in Marpati Puti, we have five aspects. We have the martial arts forms. We have fighting. We have energy generation, chi generation, energy healing for ourselves and others. And then we have the multisensory ability to perceive without your eyes called vibrovision. That's our, our trademark term for that. And it goes far beyond seeing without your eyes, though. So Marpati Puti is without a doubt the most comprehensive martial art we'd ever seen because most martial arts don't incorporate inner power development. Healing is like for Reiki, and that's not necessarily a martial arts thing. And then to be able to see without your eyes to the point where blind people can actually function in a different way and business people can make better decisions and parents can make better connections with their children. I mean, it's just... Un, it's not unbelievable because we've now proven it to medicine and science. So it's definitely believable, but it is definitely paradigm shifting for anyone and everyone who even gets a glimpse and a taste of it. Because yeah, you, once you ring that bell, you can't go back. And then it, then it becomes just like the out-of-body experiences were for me. Vibrovision is for so many people. It opens a door you cannot come back from once you understand more of what your true nature is and your capability that you want more and you want to find out what more can I do? How much more can I become? And the cool thing about it is Vibrovision has that all in, you could never in five lifetimes get 
done and be bored with it because there's always something new to develop and something new to become. So. Wow, I find this really interesting. This is something that has always uh, fascinated me. Uh, one thing maybe I always knew you were speaking about also when you were talking about the Ninja Jedi. I remember reading a, a books where you had then speaking about the elves, right? And there were then these ancient elves, thousand years old. And I remember this one... Um, a story where you know he, he asked his student to sit down and just to sense what is above here what is surrounding him uh smell right these are things we're used to and but then he went further and said so what is everything below you oh it really got me to think because what else is there there's a whole universe uh, below us we never speak or sense we barely you know we barely walk even barefoot nowadays anymore that we can feel the texture and the life that is below. So this really uh, um, uh, got uh, me interested to to just sit down and, and practice there and become uh, more aware. And then also, uh, uh, I myself, I have two things that always interested me. So once, because I have cerebral policy, anything that makes me move better, I was always interested. And because I'm a channel, a physical channel, I've, I've had experienced uh, um, moments where I can walk like a normal person, no limping, no, no bending. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, Oh, how is that possible? Or then energy, you know, so I was also interested. That's why I love this conversation. I want to learn and, and converse with you much more. Uh, I was also lucky that people came into my life or, as I said, one takes the right book or also martial arts. I learned then from the Koreans, right, how we the energy is used and that even a martial arts is more like dancing or moving energy through the body and extending it out. And it's for every age, right? We're taught so much yeah. that martial arts is just from the fighting. And I think most of the delivery Uh, the books, the history we've been reading, I would say maybe, uh, is 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 really on the combat oriented, but the source of all of that is really um, how to optimize energy within your body, and optimize how to move energy out to others, as you said, healing and for human beings or also for nature, and. Uh, quicker if we also to to be so stagnant uh, fixated beings right to feel tight to be afraid we all of us many of us are so and this was always exercises where you open up where you expand where you feel every cell in your body and playing and getting to know yourself And so I love that uh, you were talking about those five pillars, that there's is so much more. It's bringing back our natural state. We're able to do it. And I th I think what it is, while one wants to get more and all for me, I, what everything has to do with energy, I want to learn more, right? <laughs> The sorceress within me. And... Uh, But it is because our body remembers. And you said that also, you don't want to do back. You can't go back. 
because it's like in a normal sport, right? When or in even healing, you and you do a physical healing. The moment the body remembers is more optimal, where it needs less energy, right? It will keep that unless you're you know, really tired or something is going on. So sure. and with your uh, Vibra vision, and that's why it is for everyone and all ages. I, I, I love that. And used for, you know, if, if, if uh, for the blind really to move, but also for children to learn to move better businesses or for rescue, right, to sense where, where, where people are. Um, uh, that this is, is what we normally should be able to do all along. And we have been told we can't. And this is now the time where you and, and, and many others, they come from all continents, from all <laughs> the cosmos, right? So many star nations come to to help us remember what we already know. So if we know it, we can all do it. It's just this remembering or reactivating um those emotions movements and so that's why i i, I just uh, love this and especially that also that it's now opening up that our cultures are seeing uh, other cultures in a different eye right not so much as right. in history books but we see now the world again is a oh what don't i know about the other person and their culture what have they that maybe we had too, but we have forgotten or it was moved aside thousand years ago, 10,000 years, 100 years ago. And only by looking globally around the world, who still carries this ancient wisdom, which, I, you know, we always say it's new. It's not new. It's just... Beautifully. Talk a little bit about the art and also maybe a little bit about what it heals. Yeah. Well, as far as the art is concerned, it was originally the breathwork was developed by the Sultan of Central Java in the 16th century. So about 500 years ago. And from our understanding, granted, I wasn't there, <laughs> not physically, uh, but from our understanding is that he left Indonesia for some time and went to India. And when he came back, he had these different body postures. He had these different breathing techniques that would help to increase the energy in the body. But then over centuries of refining this, within the royal family from the father to the prince or to the princess, uh, the fighting system, the martial art was actually developed. It's one of only two martial arts, traditional martial arts in the world that were developed by women. And it was his granddaughter. And so then she continued on with the energy work as well as the fighting lineage. And she had, you know, obviously passed this knowledge down and it continued to be refined to the point where then people, started you know seeing without their eyes and they would use that for the basically it was to keep the royal family uh to have something that nobody else had so to keep their power um you play your cards close to your chest to make sure that you're going to uh be able to be the person who is still on top 
And so they kept it within the palace walls until 1963. And in 1963, they released it to the Indonesian public because at that time, and there's a movie about this called The Year of Living Dangerously, and that's with Mel Gibson and Sigourney Weaver. It was documentary, well, not documentary, but it's a, it's a movie about the rebellion and the coup d'etat in Indonesia where over 600,000, excuse me, 500,000 people were killed by the military in six months and by each other. So half a million people. So the Marpati Puti knowledge was released to help people in Indonesia have a greater sense of their community, have better connection of energy between themselves to understand that we're all the same and to stop hurting each other. But if you need to defend yourself, here's a self-defense system on in conjunction with all of that to help you protect yourself. So it was really always about self-protection. That's why it was released and self-advancement. But they had never allowed a a non-Indonesian person to learn it until me and my brother, Mike, in 1999. And it was because we showed that we were willing to do whatever it took to bring this art to America to help blind people, which now it's not just blind people. It's also mind people. <laughs> it's all people because we're all, we're all blind and we all have a mind. So this is something that works across the board for anyone, but the healing, this is where it gets a bit different than say Reiki, where a lot of healing out there, there's an attunement process and then people are able to channel energy through their body into someone else. And this is cosmic energy or angel energy, whatever you might want to call it. With Marpati Puti and with Vibra Vision, the difference is we become the battery. We're not channeling from some other source. We're creating more electricity, more electromagnetism in ourselves and then having an ample amount and being able to direct that with consciousness into someone else or into ourselves to help us heal faster or help them heal faster. And every single person, and I'm talking across the board, <laughs> for uh, 22 years of teaching this, every single person who has had an accident, who has had a surgery, has healed into half the time with our students. And their doctors have remarked about this. What are you doing? How you shouldn't heal this fast. There's no way. And they're like, well, I do these breathing exercises and meditations and I use my mind and my energy, the, the energy that we are to rebalance where it's, uh, where there's disharmony or dysfunction in the body, even if that's a, so- a shoulder surgery or a reconstruction of the pelvis, you know, from a, a motor- motorcycle accident. We've had numerous cases like that. And we've even had some people, and I won't make any medical claims about this, but we've had quite a few people who have had different types of cancer have it go away without chemo or radiation or or surgery. And in Indonesia, one of our counterparts has been doing uh, case studies on people with stage four brain and lung cancers and is finding complete remission within six months of using these breathing exercises. So this is not just uh, hyperventilate and get high. There's a lot of breath techniques out there, and that's what they really focus on. And so let's, let's hyperventilate and hypersaturate, or hypersaturate our body with oxygen. But the Marpati Puti breath work is based on hypoxia, which uh, two years ago, there was a Nobel Prize in medicine and physiology won by three scientists who have discovered amazing healing benefits by 
us being in a low oxygen environment for a certain amount of time. So we do a lot of breath holding, not hyperventilation, it's hypoventilation. And now science is really starting to catch up with what we're doing and what they've been doing for centuries. And now we're just making it available for all through our academy, our online academy, and also through our immersions where people come and travel to us. And so we're really finally being able to see the impact that we've been working for 22 years on. And uh, as my soul partner, she says, it took you 22 years to become an overnight success. (laughs) And it's so true, but humanity and consciousness of humanity was not ready 20 years ago for this to actually go as big as we're going to be taking it and helping as many millions of people. Mm -hmm is we're going to be helping. And COVID has been a very big part of that because it did force us to pivot our business away from teaching little kids martial arts and all these other five different programs and taking all of our time and really doing vibrovision training just as a pilot project and as a passion project for blind people to now being the thing that we do. That is what we do. Um, And that was always our mission. And it took 22 years to come back to it, but we're back. And it is just, it's amazing the response that we're getting and from the medical community, from the neuroscience and physics community, and from the meditation and the athletics community, because wow, this breath technique for professional athletes is unreal what it does for their stamina and also their recovery from injury and also recovery just from even hard workouts. It's really, if you have a body, this is for you. I love that because, you know, I'm all about and uh, embodying our own uh, uh, beauty, right? And and beautyment, I call it sometimes to to embody our knowledge and uh, to say I'm very um, not important. That's the wrong word. But I I have an act in my life and I'm really the one and the only one who is uh, doing it. Yes, we're doing collaboration with many others in uh, this cosmos yeah mm-hmm. uh, but I, I i i like you i i invite people to not always wait for guidance but to, to make decisions to to act on our own knowledge this is important and i i like that how you said that we also are important in setting the intention or even already the intent to create anything within our body and uh, also you know, I, I love science is now catching up to all the shamanic and, and healing way, the, the ancient ways, let's call it this way, yeah. of what they've all we known, but because of a certain time period, and when all our books were written, medical books, and, and that is still holding a little on, 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 on the, the mindset of our, the way of thinking that we are able uh, to heal, right? Every time if you go to bed and don't fall, uh, take time to fall asleep, then you go already into a self-healing phase. Our body knows what to do. That's what I said at the beginning, uh, start uh, to, to listen to it. And about you, what what I love. So there were two things while you were speaking. One is they sensed, that you have a, a big uh, vision and mission on on, on this planet, and f- you even you yourself went through a healing, saying in a way, trying to. Oh, what's the? 
uh, adapt first, right? Do it as others. And now you're at the point where you're saying, no, I've, I've you know, I made it an okay thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But now you can say, no, I'm doing it more. I'm going to unleash it really the way it is and is supposed to be, right? You, you have, min, have minimized it, but also you need it to grow into, I don't know, even the word grow is maybe not, but to emanate out into the world who you are and taking yeah. on that stance, even you know now that you're able to look back, know more about your own history, and also seeing what you're creating in the future that you know this is the only way and yes thank you to COVID I often believe that it makes us think it all makes us think what do we do best why are we here on this planet Uh, what is it for us to do and I I think there too it is for us to go into that why we're here and to live it and not next year or in two years it is really to pull it out of ourselves right now and maybe you have to go into a contemplated state for a while you pass that right Uh, to take the time to really see what it is and yeah everyone do know what you love to do you know and then ask others to help you to do better what you love to do and nate and that is for you and you are lucky you had your brother and and now you have your part bringing out more where you can be who you are more and more and feeling comfortable and so it's also sign of the time that we can be fully more and more how who we are you know like when i was born you know children with cerebral palsy or you were a little awkward you were still put into a loony bin (laughs) my mom was always afraid of that right so there was a lot of non-conversation also dreaming or we we would say that we see things right they would Mm -hmm. put us away and these are now different times and so that's why uh, your work that you're bringing to everyone in a beautiful online version right connecting all of us again in the world to you to the indonesian um, work but also to to what we are so what are is your vision for the future Mm. that's you know that's exactly what i'm working on right now with my brother mike and a bunch of different coaches and advisors because things are moving so rapidly what i thought my vision was is just a drop in the bucket of what's happening (laughs) so i would say that i would like you know big vision within the next year i would like to help another ten thousand people with our online courses people Mm -hmm. who cannot travel here to utah to do one of our immersions uh within the next five years i would like to help over one million people through these breath breath technologies and and then as far as our in-person immersions we're coming out with a new program where usually we've been doing five-day immersions and it's a deep dive 14 plus hour day it's decades of training into days because in indonesia they still don't train non-indonesians so if you went there they still wouldn't train you we're one of the only places on the planet that will actually train people from any walk of life any nationality any religion and so with that in mind we have five-day immersions but not everybody can take five days off so we're developing a two-day weekend workshop that will give people the tools and experiences to know number one they can heal themselves number two they're more than their physical body number three 
they can perceive and trust their intuition on a level they never thought possible before, no matter what other training they've done. And so those will be coming soon in 2022. So that way people can come in just for the weekend. And so those are our three main things that we're working on right now, as well as scientific research with some of the top neuroscientists and physicists on the, in the world that's going on right now. And so we are accepting donations for our foundation where people like to donate for the scientific research and also to sponsor blind people to come and train and do this. So you could tell I have my hands pretty full. So yeah. within, within five years, Tra- having a million people learn at least some of the Murpati Puti and VibroVision breathwork techniques for their own health. And in five years have trained at least 2000 people in workshops in, and right now we only, we cap them at a maximum of 24 people. And once in a while we'll extend that to 30. So we do them small intimate groups because it requires a lot of personal attention from trainers. So we make sure everybody gets that deep, involved, loving attention for their progress. And that's one reason why we have literally a 100% mind blown satisfaction rate with people (laughs) who come and do our 100%. I bet. So if there's anyone that dedicated uh, uh, to to intensify their experience of energy, you're, you're the right person. And uh, to bring it further than out and support you out into the world. So, yeah, where or how, I should say, can people uh, connect with you? Because I well, can put that yeah. also then in the show notes. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Well, um, I sent over my, my, like, my LinkedIn and my Facebook and Instagram and the different uh, social media. So please follow us. Mm-hmm. See what we're up to because it's changing all the time. Um, just hired a new social media team. So we'll have even more updates than we did before. And then also going to our website at vibravision.com. So that's V-I-B-R-A-V-I-S-I-O-N.com. And that can tell you about our weekly class or not weekly classes, our uh, online offerings that people can anywhere in the world can do. And then our immersion classes, which is really our flagship right, right now. That's the thing we're really um, most focused on and but that right now is only for american and canadian citizens we're working on access for the eu and yeah, you have to UK. come over here then yeah uh, that sounds fantastic i have a lot of interest from germany a yeah. lot of interest from germany um, mm-hmm. germany france and the uk those are the three main countries that we've had the most interest from and so when it comes to europe i think that berlin Either Berlin or London will be the first the two first places that we go. Yes, yes. So it's really interesting. I did a, a peace project with friends um, concert in March. And I remember we had a woman uh, giving us interest. So Berlin is really also a place of peace. It carries peace codes. And uh, the white dove, right, is in, yeah. in many cultures, is uh, the bird uh, resembling, not resembling, um, the symbol of of peace right Uh, the symbol of peace and uh, peace is coming closer and closer so uh, that will be uh, very interesting i also wanted to let the um, the audience know i've experienced and seen that i was once at the it was called an olympics i can't remember the name you know it's my son was tiny so must have been 14 years ago i had him i even took him along 
it was practicing on teaching children, for example, to look at the screen for a second and then later be asked again what they've seen. Uh, they were taught to read um, blindfolded newspapers or even see the colors in an envelope. Um, so through an envelope, they could I mean they couldn't see it, and also to taste, uh, to sense what kinds of liquid they had below, if it was milk, apple juice, or water. And uh, children are so fast in learning this; it's much more difficult for adults. But so I also like um, your version of uh, teaching that everyone can approach it and it doesn't matter even any age, everyone. I remember when I was doing, uh, Aikido as a student and the teacher that came up from Florida, uh, to share the story that he had a woman in his group, she was 85 and had started. And she said she could overthrow many men because she believed so much in her own energy, she didn't even have to touch them. You know, she was tiny and <laughs> barely mu muscle, right? When we think about uh, young athletes, uh, we think about, I don't know, a little bit of Schwarzenegger, all these muscle packs, yeah, right. and uh, it's not needed. So play everyone with your energy, become curious. There is so much more and uh, we're supposed to move with ease and use energy from everything existing, right? Once upon a time, they moved from, uh, this may interest you, Nate, from Köln here in Germany, all the way down to, to Africa in nine, uh, in eight days, because now we say, no, you can't walk more than uh, 20 kilometers, right? Yeah. But it's only because our we were told those, you have to let yourself be pulled by energy. You give energy. You can you can be pushed by energy, right? Sure. So there is a way, Absolutely. and that's also how we once upon a time moved on this globe uh, around much faster, and we were so much more mixed. Yeah. And you know, we have to go back to the history, and I that's the other layer that I see what is happening. If we become so much more aware, if we become so much more open, we look at the whole world, the whole existence with new eyes, with right. a new thought process. The communication will start to be different, right? So it brings all these other things we can't even fathom now at the moment or understand and uh, I sense this is all in your work as well, as you also start speaking more freely about it and sharing much more what is deep within you and, and all the wisdom that you carry. And uh, also I see you like an extreme igniter and um, speed. You, you're going to create so much speed and... Um, uh, I can't wait to see all of this. I have to invite you back and <laughs> to talk. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, in fact, interesting, you were talking about children because we didn't really cover that. But uh, a business advisor who's, a, well, he's a very progressive CEO for many, many businesses. I spoke mm -hmm. with him yesterday and he's like, what you do? Because he just went through our immersion just like last week. And he's like, what you do should be mandatory 
K through 12 in every school in the world in one generation, you could change all of humanity in one generation. If this was K through 12 and this energy work and meditation, you less violence, healthier people, more energy aware, it would change everything in the world. And I'm like, whoa, okay. So that's not within my five-year vision to have it in K through 12 education throughout the world. Um, but, Why not? It can't well, happen this fast. Well, let's just say that's my sixth year. <laughs> I love that. I love that. But I, you know, this is so interesting. I, I invite also again, everyone who, uh, uh, many of us, when we do spiritual conscious work, whatever, we do it without our children. And uh, early ago, and in some lucky cultures, the whole family, all ages are invited. And Absolutely. it's not so separated and segregated. So I invite everyone, if you have Absolutely. any tools, teach them already, do them in front of your children. Don't yes. do it when they're in school, do your meditation, play them. If you do rituals, if you do yoga, if you do martial arts, interact your children will love you first of all so much more for it use it when you play with them um, ask them questions what yeah. they see or how they sense energy that's a whole we can talk about that for hours oh yeah i have Absolutely. to let you go that's a, <laughs> and uh yeah everyone please invite your children and then at the same time ask all of your elders what they have experienced so this wisdom does not uh, disappear either. Write it down, bring it to the world, integrate it into your body and uh, share it also again with your children. Nate, oh, it was so lovely to have you here. I love what is, is, is going to happen. I, I, I sense it and many of us who are listening and <laughs> watching will sense it too, what, what you're bringing and your love for yeah. all of us. This is really it, right? Your love for all of us and uh, that you took the time to share this with me. And I'm going to see you. I know that too, here in Germany yes. one day. <laughs> yes, I'm looking forward to that. And if I'm not on, on your list. side earlier, yeah. but I, I, I sense that you're here. And um, thank you for sharing that and being part of the Moving to Oneness podcast. Mm. Any last sentence to the world? Yes. <clears throat> First of all, my gratitude. Thank you very much for having me here. Mm -hmm. It's a blessing. So it's an honor to be here. So very simple. You are more. Explore more. Do more and be more. Because there is no limit. Yes. Only the things that we limit ourselves by. So enjoy your unlimited, unapologetic you. And becoming more than you ever thought possible because it's every single time you turn around the corner there's a you're not the same person as you were one minute ago so every single moment you have the opportunity to be more and reinvent yourself so enjoy the process of being human and enjoy the process of your own personal evolution mm, beautiful words so everyone see act on it take his advice play do it playful whenever you feel to do it, wherever you are in the world. Um, do join the Facebook group Moving to Oneness. There you can talk yes. then with Nate as well. All the notes, how to connect with him are awesome. in the notes. 
and or connect with me myself or with Viber Vision with Nate directly. He is lovely to speak to as you've just seen and heard. <laughs> and thank you for listening to the Moving to Oneness podcast. I'm Eileen, your host, and I wish you a wonderful time. Goodbye.